Ladies and gentlemen, fellas, 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 welcome back to the channel and the podcast. And today, I come to you again on a Saturday right now, doing some weekend content on the road, traveling, smacking you around with all the information we can possibly give you because we're coming to you live right now from a garage. Yes, this is the hustle that we're going with. We got the ring light, we got the camera, the mic, and everything. We're coming to you live from a garage right now at my girlfriend's parents' house. We're going to be having a very good time with this seven-game slate we're going to be breaking down into. Quick, 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 hitting you with the injury news. Not as much injury news, or at least on some big star players, not as much as we've had the last couple of days getting back into the NBA, but we're still going to highlight that for you. And the top 12 plays as of right now of my recording, the Dollaruski dozen, if you will. You play these plays, you get your Dollaruskis, you cash, you cash, you cash, and you celebrate. You party like you just don't care. Maybe on Sunday, you can cash some tickets for, you know, you're holding hands with myself, all the other Italian women cooking the pasta on pasta Sunday, and then you cash some of the players, the players' golf tickets, the golf tickets as well for you. So got a lot going on this weekend. We're going to start it right here with this seven-game slate. There is some afternoon basketball today. I believe there's a game on Sunday as well. I personally won't be covering it. It's like a showdown slate. If you want to be earning your money special, you don't got anything better to do. It's cold. It's rainy wherever you are. I mean, even then, try and find something better to do. But if you want to do that, eh, it's out there. But you ain't going to find it for me. So please, as we get into this, like, subscribe, do all of those things as we're coming to you live again on a weekend. We're putting in that overtime on the overtime. I'm in a garage in Texas right now. Even though it's like 6.30 in the morning, it's still like 70 degrees in this damn thing. And I got a long sleeve on. By the end of this, you're going to be seeing tears, tears dripping down me. Damn, if this was a high-level production, you'd see my makeup running down me right now. No, no, no. We, we, we don't cover up the blemishes here, right? Or as transparent as it gets with the blemishes right now, you're going to see as transparent as it gets with potentially just swamping through this motherfucking uh, dry-fit Nike long sleeve. You're going to be sweating right through this thing. But anyways, thank God I got a haircut before I came here. My God, I'd be a mop on my head right now. But let's start it off. Let's start off with the injury news. I hope you're all having a lovely day today. We'll start off with the injury news. Not much, but Karis LeVert being back is nice to see, right? He had that a mass on his kidney, which was pretty potentially life-threatening, career-ending type stuff. Ended up being okay for him. So round of applause to Karis LeVert, everybody out there right now. He's going to be back today. I expect a heavy minutes limit on him from a conditioning standpoint, um, but we'll see. I expect 15, 20 minutes for him to be going out there with. Move over to Toronto. It's still no Fred Van Vliet, OG Ananobi, and still no Pascal Siakam. So it's the same stuff as usual. And Norman Powell's price isn't going up, and Kyle Lowry's price isn't going up in a dramatic way because he's shooting poorly over the last couple of games and Chris Boucher continues to play and close out a lot of games so it's kind of the same rinse and repeat for the Toronto Raptors TLC is doubtful for Brooklyn Dennis Smith Jr. is going to be out today for Detroit which doesn't really change too much for guys like Sab and Lee who people were excited to play like a couple weeks back for I mean like no apparent reason in my opinion but because it's not going to change much because DeLon Wright is now back we'll see what happens with DeLon Wright's injuries Cam Johnson for Phoenix is missing again Jermichael Green missed yesterday Denver's now on a back-to-back in a pretty interesting game against Dallas today a big game for the Western Conference in terms of competitiveness for a regular season game. We don't get too many of those these days. For the T-Wolves, I had questionable. It's definitely, it should be more towards out because Jared Culver is doubtful and Jordan McLaughlin is out today. You obviously still have those same guys like Malik Beasley suspended and D'Angelo Russell still out. So you're going to be getting some players like a Jaden McDaniels with Jordan McLaughlin out is going to see a little bit more run. Ricky Rubio, obviously Anthony Edwards continues to play massive minutes. And then Whiteside is continues to be out with some health protocol stuff. So you'll see some more uh, secure minutes into that 30, 32, even 34 minute range for Rashawn Holmes and backup center minutes when he doesn't get into foul trouble for Marvin Bagley. So starting it off with our top 12 place. Check yourself. Ready? Get ready. Let your shoulders lean a little bit. Relax. Sit back. Relax. Max all cool on your Saturday right now. Hope you're all having a beautiful day out there. Let me know in the comments, what are you doing on this Saturday outside of playing DFS? I assume if you're watching this, you're going to be playing DFS, doing a little bit of betting. What are you doing outside of that, fellas, ladies, gentlemen out there? What are you doing? Come on, do something else. If you're not doing anything else except this, I'm going to smack you. You only got one life to live. You got to do something else as well. Hang out with your peoples or go on a walk or hang out with your dog, whatever it might be. Do something other than just this. I don't even care if it's raining out. Reach out to somebody, reconnect, FaceTime. What are you going to do? You only live once. You get the DFS and the words of wisdom here. Number 12 is going to be Robert Covington for us. Look, there's a couple of things that are appealing about Robert Covington. The minutes are up into the upper 30s right now, and his effective field goal rate has been up over these last week or two. And those minutes, yes, they're slowly, slowly, slowly starting to come up in a pretty decent way. Now we can go over to Portland and we can see 
see the beginning of the year, Robert Covington couldn't make a shot, right? He couldn't make a shot. He couldn't even get a rebound standing next to uh, guys like Yusuf Nurkic and then Ennis Cantor taking over. Robert Covington now has played the second most minutes on this team. And you can zoom in on add more funds right here. You can see his effective field goal rate on the season is 49.6, which is terrible. But over the last month or so, it's into the mid to upper 50s, which is good to see, especially for a player playing power forward close to the basket. You expect to see that. Now you're slowly starting to see the rebounding rate come up. It's above 20% now, something that was kind of stagnant at around 15% for most of the year. So if he's starting to make shots and actually grab rebounds, and now that's securing more minutes for him, all these things are appealing for Robert Covington, whose price point is kind of lagging behind that. Again, the second most minutes on this team behind Damian Lillard, who laps the entire team right now, you're getting consistency there, and he's slowly starting to come on. The three-point percentage is up to 34%. A lot of his game is clicking right now. You're never going to get assists. You're going to get a lot of steals and box. He averages right now four and a half steals and box per 100 possessions. So when you see Robert Covington stat line these last couple of games as one block, three box, three blocks, you might be saying, ah, it's an outlier. No, that's just kind of the game that Robert Covington has had since he's gotten into the league. So Robert Covington, our number 12 play right now. I will let you know that there was some honorable mentions for that number 12 spot. A guy who was very close, $400 cheaper than Robert Covington today. And I'm working off of one screen today. So I'm looking up on my phone right now, um, the names that I had written down, but Will Barton is very close to this top 15 range. Uh, he's probably going to be the main guy who's kind of just slumped off this list, especially in that five gear range. Covington gets the nod as of right now, at least above him. And I say as of right now, because we're going to be updating based on news throughout the day. Once I finalize my projections for this seven game slate, you can check them out down below on Patreon. We also now have the optimizer, the big energy optimizer. As you can see it on the screen right now, this is the big energy optimizer. Some of the top might be cut off just because I've cut off a little bit of the top for uh, cropping purposes for the video, but this is the big energy optimizer. And there's a lot of powerful things that you can do within this. We launched this at the beginning of March. The projections will automatically get put in, but you can also upload any of your own projections to change your exposures. Some of the really key and powerful stuff is when you go into creating a Build. There's randomness now. There's unique. So there's a lot of stuff that you see at other optimizers around the industry, except this one is just bundled into some of the Patreon tier. So it's not $100 per month like some of the other ones, which is pretty ridiculous. You can add rules. So if you don't want to get two centers from the same team, you can set that rule in there. If you didn't want to get three or four players from the same team, you can set that rule in there just by getting max a certain amount from a certain team. But the rules are pretty important because if you have only, let's just say, like if you don't want to be playing a bunch of wing value terrible players today, like let's just pick up a team. For instance, Minnesota today, you can put at most give me one of McDaniels and give me one of Ricky Rubio, or at most give me two of Ricky Rubio, Edwards, and McDaniels, right? I don't want all three of them, but I'm fine to get the two of them today in the seven-game slate where Minnesota continues to be down a lot of guards. You can set that rule in there so you can have more control over your lineups. That's just one of the nice features, and even more are coming. The addition of randomness and uniques was massive, uh, but yeah, it's pretty it's pretty powerful. You can be changing the projections ownership in here as well, so you can check it out down below. That's, a, that's included in some of the Patreon tiers now. It's bundled together at industry low price for the quality that you're getting with the tools, projections, all that on Patreon down below, patreon.com. What are you doing? If you're supporting this channel right now, if you've been watching it, if you've been, if you will, freeloading and you have the means to be supporting this channel, you should be supporting over on Patreon because that's what allows us to add on these optimizers. The optimizer is not free and it's not cheap either. You got to pay monthly for that thing and you got to pay monthly for the tools and, and, and all the services and the hosting and, the, and everything that comes along with it. But we're able to do that because of the current patrons, the current patron support. So they support, they get even more features. So right now, if you're a freeloader, if you've been a freeloader for the past year or two, look, I appreciate you hitting the like button a lot. But if you have the means, if you have the means at this point, and you're out there right now, you want some tools to improve your game, we got you. Come down below on Patreon. Another nice little feature for you with that optimizer. Give you a head a shake if you're not supporting the community these days. But let's get into the number 11 play now. Number 11 play is going to be Jared Vanderbilt. And there's a lot here. There's a lot of mixed emotions with Jared Vanderbilt. He's been starting these last couple of weeks, right? We obviously had the week off for the All-Star break or so. But the problem with Jared Vanderbilt is not the fact that he does not have the skills. It is the foul trouble. This is a fantasy point per minute producer who lately is only playing, even though he starts like 18 minutes a game. Let's look into that last game for minute. Minnesota. Problem with Jared Vanderbilt for the most part is blowouts. Minnesota continues to lose by 25 and 30 points, like all their games over the last five or six. But in this last game, it hurt Jared Vanderbilt even more. He only plays 
16 and a half minutes. He starts off the game right here. You can see at the bottom, Jared Vanderbilt on popcorn machine. He starts off the game and he picks up two personal fouls in the first five and a half minutes. So basically what that does is it halts his ability to get into the game until the final four and a half minutes of the second quarter. So he only plays 10 minutes in the first half. Okay, well, if he plays 10 minutes in the first half, he should at least play 20 minutes in the game. No, wrong. He only plays 16 and a half because the blowout ensues. Carl Anthony Towns doesn't even step on the court in the fourth quarter. Jared Vanderbilt plays his normal rotation of about six and a half minutes in the third quarter, then should have about a six minute stint in the fourth quarter, but the game blows out. So Jared Vanderbilt, if he doesn't get into foul trouble, if a game doesn't blow out, he's going to play 25, 26 minutes. He's going to average a fantasy point per minute. And at $4,000, he's going to score you 25 plus fantasy points. The problem is this team gets in so, so many blowouts, whether they're getting blown out or they're doing the blowing out. In this game, they won by 30. Pretty often they're losing by 20 or 25 against decent teams. They beat New Orleans in this game last time out. So Vanderbilt might be somebody that you've been recently playing and getting pretty frustrated with. But if you just want to look at what Jared Vanderbilt has been doing this season, we don't even have to take guys off the court. And obviously, if you take Russell or Malik Beasley, high fantasy point per minute producers off the court, it gets better for him. But so far in the season, you're getting Jared Vanderbilt right now to be playing a decent amount of minutes, right? 666 minutes. He's right here highlighted. He's averaging 0.97 fantasy points per minute and shooting close to the basket, 61% effective field goal and true shooting percentage, 23% defensive rebounding rate. He is a strong fantasy point minute producer. He is a strong player at this price point. The problem is the consistency hasn't been there. But if you look back four or five games ago when there wasn't foul trouble, when there wasn't blowouts, he posted in back-to-back games massive minutes and massive point totals. Every single day that's going to be happening, the blowouts are halting this guy's ceiling. Jared Vanderbilt is an absolute stud and he's just not being recognized due to some of these issues with staying on the court minutes-wise. He's continuing to start, so I'll continue to trust him. Our number 10 play on the day right now is Gordon Hayward. And I think this is a nice buy-low spot with the Gordon Hayward's minutes back up. So if you want to go over to what Gordon Hayward is doing today against Toronto or the the, the weaker Toronto team, if you will. But he finally comes back. He came back towards uh, the end right before the first half of the season ended. He came back for a couple of games. He was playing, you know, decent minutes, 32 or so. Now he's coming off of some 34, some mid-30s minutes games. He still averages the second most minutes on this team. And he averages 1.07 fantasy points per minute on the season, as you can see right here. The sneaky thing is that Gordon Hayward is shooting over 40% from three, which is something that you probably don't realize when you think of Gordon Hayward. But Hayward right now, as you can see right here, shooting well, 59% to shooting percentage. He's currently averaging a 17% assist percentage. You're getting a lot of upside out of Gordon Hayward, but the minutes lately is the thing that's starting to make me appeal to him. This is a guy who's normally $7,500, $7,700. Now he's on the $7,200. I do think we can see it get cheaper. We saw him drop down to $6,700 and $6,900 about two, three weeks ago, and we said hammer this buy low spot. This is like 8% below where he's been on the, on his average season pricing, 10% below that, so you're getting a nice buy low spot. I don't know if we're at the bottom right now, but we're getting close to it. On a seven-game slate, he's going to be my favorite play from Charlotte today. Now, as we approach inside the top 10, we get to number nine right now, and number nine playing the day is going to be Marvin Bagley the third. but before we do, I want to let you know about the sponsor of the program. The sponsor is Price Picks. We've been talking about Price Picks the last couple of days on this channel, and they've been supporting ever since last Sunday, the All-Star game, and I think it's a really cool format. You can take either single stats like three-pointers, shots, steals, assists, obviously rebounds, points, all that type of stuff. The thing that I like is all the opportunity that you have at Fantasy Points over-unders. So it's a site where you just take the over-under on Fantasy Points. It's a player prop site, but really it's a fantasy contest type site within that. So they release a lot more player props as the day goes on. So I'm recording this early in the morning right now on my end. It's uh, East Coast time. It's like 8 a.m., but it's 7 a.m. Uh, Central time. So not as many props are out, but I also already have a, a wager in on this. I also already have a contest put in. So if you want to check it out down below, Prize Picks. The nice thing is this is one of the only sites I'm telling you right now. Take a second of your time, go onto Prize Picks, take advantage of this 100% deposit bonus for a limited time only. If you use the code Sal, use the code Sal. You put 10 bucks in, they'll give you 10 bucks. You want to put all the way up to 100 in, they'll give you 100 bucks back and you have a nice bankroll to play with for the next couple of months if you want, or even a year if you don't play that much, or you can build it. I really like it because there's inefficiencies in their projections compared to mine. So you can use my projections down below. 
to kind of take advantage of this, especially if you're a patron out there. If you're one of the 500 patrons and you're not taking advantage of using the projections on sites like Price Picks, where they don't have as good of projections as me, in my opinion, for these players, they're sending you some weak lines right now. For example, today, I currently early on like Jeremy Grant's under 39 fantasy points. Yes, I know he's facing Brooklyn, but I like his under 39 fantasy points. I like Kyle Lowry, who we'll talk about in this video, is over 42 fantasy points. Not been producing lately, but he's still been scoring 49 and 40 fantasy points while shooting below 30% in the last two games. And then I like James Harden over 54 fantasy points. That one, he's just projecting out for close to 60 for me. So that one's just a, a clear no-brainer as long as the game stays close against Detroit. But I would rank my priorities on this. I would rank number one, Kyle Lowry, number two, Jeremy Grant, number three, James Harden. You only have to pair two of them together. If you pair start to pair three together, you have to start to hit at least two out of the three of them. There's different game modes that you can play within this to try and increase. You can like start to parlay them instead of just pairing a couple together. But I like to do the flex pay. So be sure to check it out. I'm telling you right now, take a couple seconds of your time. If you don't want to support through Patreon, this is a way to support, but also have a lot of fun. Their fantasy point projections are nowhere near as accurate. And it might be a little bit of a promotion to get people over there. Nowhere near as accurate as a lot of other sites right now in terms of like the salaries on DraftKings and the multipliers are starting to get there on Superdraft. Right now, these fantasy point over-unders are nowhere near where they should be. So you can check it out down below. Use the code SAL, S-A-L, link in the description. You'll get a free money bonus up to $100. That is the best you're going to find in the industry. Most places give you a 50% match. They're giving you a 100% match up to 100 bucks. So your $50 turns into 100 instantly right there. 100 site credit, of course, the extra 50. But be sure to check it out. This is the order that I would rank them in right now. I like one, Kyle Lowry, two, Jeremy Grant, and three, James Harden. That code SAL, S-A-L, lets you know that you came from me. So now getting into our top 10, and this is an interesting one. Marvin Bagley, just $6,100 against a big Atlanta team with Clint Capella and John Collins going to be healthy for this game. So I expect with Noah Tom Whiteside, Marvin Bagley to start and see some decent minutes. Now what happened in the last game, Marvin Bagley only plays 23 minutes and game log watchers are going to be pretty screwed based on that one. They ended up losing by 20, but Marvin Bagley starts the game, but he immediately gets into foul trouble. Similar to Jared Vanderbilt, except Marvin Bagley does it. You can see right here, I'll highlight Bagley. Marvin Bagley does it in four minutes and 22 seconds. He picks up two personal fouls. I mean, he had a nice start to the game, right? He made, uh, he had two points, he had a block, he had an assist, he had a steal. So it was very nice to start. Then two personal fouls just crushes him. So the two personal fouls leads to him in the first half in this game, only ending up playing like around 10 to 11, 11-ish minutes. So normally he'll play 14, 15 minutes in the first half. So he loses about four minutes in the first half right there. And then he comes back in in the second half. He plays his normal rotations. He checks back in late into who, what was a blowout. And then they end up closing him out, which is very odd. They put him in for the final three and a half minutes of the game in a blowout. They're winning by 20 at that point. I guess we should just get him more run, but he only ends up playing 23 and a half minutes. He loses out on about four to five minutes in the first half. So right there, you're getting 28 and a half minutes out of him, which is enough. It's fine if he starts and gets you that. But he also didn't get normal fourth quarter run. It seemed like they just wanted to get him some run in the blowout right here and giving him three minutes and 47 seconds. So you have to look deeper into these things as to why he didn't get there. So I'm not projecting Marvin Bagley for 23 minutes. Assuming he starts again, and I'm going to be assuming that, I'm going to be giving Marvin Bagley 30 minutes in this game against a bigger Atlanta team. A guy who averages over a fantasy point per minute at 30 minutes or so, he's going to grade out as a top 10 play for us right now. Those 23 minutes in the last game don't look too deeply into that. Number eight play in the day is somebody that oh, I've been banging my drum for for like two months now, right? Honestly, since D'Angelo Russell got hurt and now Belink Beasley gets hurt, it's going to be Anthony Edwards. I mean, you're getting Anthony Edwards basically shooting 20 plus times in like five or six straight games. You're getting him playing these massive minutes above 35 minutes per game as of late. And here's the thing, Anthony Edwards earlier, like a month ago when we were saying, play this guy, play this guy. And he was only like 58, 5,700 at that point. And he wasn't banging out for us because he was only shooting like 27% or 30% in those games. Now lately he's been shooting 45%, 39% in his bad games, 40%. And the bigger thing is that he's getting the big shot attempts, right? And he's shooting guard small forward eligible. So you can put a player who's high producing, high shot attempts, right? High minutes. You can put that type of player now into your shooting guard small forward spot. That's a massive upgrade in terms of an advantage from a lineup construction standpoint. So give me Anthony Edwards at 6,500. The 1.65X multiplier on Super Jeff has a lot of ceiling potential. Anthony Edwards, for a guy who's shooting 20 to 22 times a game and playing this many minutes, get your way into a lot of peripherals, he has a massive ceiling on him. The second that he shoots 50 or 55%, he's going to drop 45 to 50 fantasy points. Our number 
number seven play in the day is going to be Ennis Cantor, whose price drops about $300. Nice super draft multiplier at 1.55x. And look at this team total, a 118.75 team implied total versus a Minnesota type for Portland. Absolutely great. Obviously, Covington is going to take advantage of that same, same team total. It's a nice team total on the opposite side. This game is a high total in general, the whole, whole entire total for Anthony Edwards and Jared Vanderbilt. That's why these guys start to make the list. The team total in Vegas does factor into my projections. You can find those down below. So he has six straight games of double doubles as Ennis Cantor right now. You're going to basically just get 30 plus minutes. So I'm going to project him for 30 minutes in this one. He's going up against a, a big Minnesota team, if you will, with Vanderbilt at the four, but obviously Carl Anthony Towns at the five. Yes, that is a brutal matchup for Cantor on a defensive standpoint, but we've seen it all season long. Whether it's Joel Embiid, whether it's a, a Nikola Jokic, it doesn't matter. Cantor has to stay out there. They don't have Yusuf Nurkic. They don't have any other size on this team. They're not going to put Robert Covington at the five and Carmelo Anthony at the four. That's just as bad as it gets. So although Cantor is not a great defender, I would say slightly improving since the days of him being absolutely horrific. He just has size, right? He has size, what you want. It keeps him out there in these situations. He's had great games against potentially the toughest opponent you can have in that's Joel Embiid, like two or three this year. He's had good games against Rudy Gobert and Nikola Jokic. So I'm not concerned about his matchup. And look, Carl Anthony Towns is not an elite defender by any means, right? It's something that he's definitely improved upon the last two years when he's been able to actually stay healthy, but he's nowhere near elite. So this is a really good matchup for Ernest Cantor at 7,200, a fair price point. I'd prefer Cantor at the exact same price point, different position than Gordon Hayward. Hayward at 7,200, Cantor at 7,200 as well. Now we get into our top six plays and we're going to start off with Clint Capella, who I prefer over Ennis Cantor. If you're looking for a center option today, we obviously have some payup options like a Nikola Jokic, but Clint Capella at $7,500. I don't get it. The price drops 5% more. So he goes from 7,900 to 7,500 after dropping 44 fantasy points. The price drops 5% here. You're getting a matchup against Rashawn Holmes. Okay. Defender at best against Marvin Bagley. Okay. Defender very much at best. This matchup for Clint Capella. I don't get it. I don't get how Clint Capella is not 82 to 84 to 8,500. And then I wouldn't have interest, but at $7,500, he's almost a thousand dollars underpriced in my model right now. A 121.75 team implied total for Atlanta today is massive. It's one of the highest team totals that we've seen on the entire season right now. And now you're getting a center who you're going to get a 60% true shooting percentage out of. You're going to get a 1.3 fantasy point per minute production. The blocks per 100 continue to go up. The rebounds for Clint Cabela have never been more secure. He's coming off of a 19, a 14, an 11, a 12 rebounding game. You can basically lock in a double-double. You can basically lock in a floor as long as there's no injuries or foul trouble. You can lock in a floor even in a blowout of Clint Cabela for like 35 fantasy points at this point, just based on how good he's been in the rebounding standpoint. So at 7,500 now, I mean, he's slowly, slowly, slowly starting to get priced to his floor. Like the second Clint Capella goes below 75, if he gets like 72, 73, that's just like price at your floor at that point. So Capella for us, our number six play in the day as he sees a 5% price drop, not a major difference, right? 5% is not major, but the fact that it's just a drop, if there was a 5% increase, I'd say that's appropriate. The 5% drop completely, completely um, not appropriate. Top five, top five, top five. Now we go to Kyle Lowry. And here's the thing with Kyle Lowry. Yeah, the price point's expensive. Oh, Sal, he's only scored me uh, 40 points and like 49 points in the last two games. He's not getting me there at 8,700. Well, that's a lie, right? He gets you there at 49 points. At 40, I agree with you. But have you seen what he's been doing? He shot 27% and 29% over the last two games. So he's been able to get you 49 and 40 points while not even shooting well, right? He's literally shooting 25, 26% over these last couple couple of games and he's still able to get you to the points. Why is that? Because the assist percentage is through the absolute roof right now. We talked about this a few games back and I'll pull up right now, add more funds so we can take off some of these guys. We can take off your Fred Van Vliet's, your OG Ananobis, and your Pascal Siakams and you can see exactly what Kyle Lowry's assist percentage does. So here's Kyle Lowry at the top. Kyle Lowry sees a 45.5% assist percentage. That explains him getting 12 and 10 and 9 assists over these last couple of games with all these guys out. So the assist percentage is locked in. That's what I'm talking about when I talk about guys having outs to their game. Kyle Lowry is scoring 49 and 40 
40 fantasy points by not even shooting. He's shooting 23%. And yes, his effective field goal rate this season has not been good, but he's still going to be a guy who shoots 50% effective field goal rate or true shooting percentage on the season. He's shooting half of that. He's clearly had an outlier performance in a bad way from shooting these last couple of games, and he's still able to get you there or close to that because of his assist percentage, because of the overall minutes he plays that gets his way into a couple of steals and a block or two or a rebound or two, right? So Kyle Lowry, the second he actually shoots his season average, let's just say 50%, 53% true shooting percentage, Kyle Lowry is going to drop 55 to 60 fantasy points if he gets continues to get these assists. He's going to score 30 real life points. He's going to have 12 assists in the game and he's going to start to ball the hell out for you. So as the price point continues to increase or stay stagnant as he's struggling, people might just say, ah, he's just too expensive. You know, these Norman Powell and all these other guys are playing better, which might be the case, but at the same time, he's just not helping himself out by not shooting well. So he's still a top five play for us at a 113 and a half team implied total. Our top four plays, number four, another Toronto Raptor, Chris Boucher. Hey, look, the price point's not changing all that much. There's a lot of centers on this slate. I really like Clint Capella. I really like Chris Boucher. This is a slate to get to two centers. We haven't even talked about it. Maybe we won't. Nicole Jokic on this slate. We haven't even, we kind of talked about Ennis Cantor. There's some value centers that you can definitely go to that I'm not going to because of all the options here. But I mean, you have guys like Cody Zeller on the slate and some other options potentially can open up. Lots of centers. It looks like a two center slate in my opinion right now. Look, when there's no foul trouble for Chris Boucher, there's no problems. He continues to close out games even when he has foul trouble. In that last game, he played 30 minutes and so did Aaron Baines, which is very encouraging. They played Aaron Baines. Obviously, there's only 48 minutes to go around at center, 12 minutes per quarter. There was 60 total minutes played between Chris Boucher and Aaron Baines. So they played alongside of each other in that game for at least 12 minutes. That's massive because it allows Chris Boucher just to get on the court more. It allows the ceiling potential. It also helps Aaron Baines, but it, it, it's massive for Chris Boucher's ceiling. Instead of him playing 24 and 25 minutes and trying to get you to 35, 40 points, now he can play 30 minutes and it's just a lot that he scores 30 to 35 fantasy points if the game indeed stays close. So Boucher at 6,600, even if he's not starting, I still like him because of those minutes that we got to see him play along Aaron Baines. If those stay consistent, and again, it's probably more so because of the teams that they were facing. Charlotte, not as big of a team, like Bismack Beyond. Cody Zeller and Gordon Hayward down there as your four and fives. Uh, PJ Washington, of course, really more so than Hayward. It's not as big of a team, but it's still not the smallest of teams. So you can see that be alongside of each other for a couple of minutes, locking in some of the minute security for Boucher to play. Maybe not now projecting him for 25, 26, but maybe now projecting him for 28, which is massive for a 1.25 fantasy point per minute producer who averages over 1.3 fantasy points per minute without Siakam, Fred VanVleet, and OG on the court. Top three plays now. We can start off with Norman Powell. And look, Norman Powell's price point comes up $100. He's like the opposite of um, uh, Mr. Kyle Lowry now. They're both playing big minutes. I mean, you can just project Powell. He played 39 minutes last game. Just project him for 38 plus minutes. Norman Powell now averaging over 1.1 fantasy points a minute without Fred Van Vliet, OG, and Siakam. And you're just getting massive minutes out of him. He's shooting a lot. You're going to get 20 shot attempts. Yes, he relies on real life point shooting, but like actual scores, he has to score you 20 plus real life points to probably pay off the salary. But when he's shooting 20 plus times in a game, he's probably going to do that. When he's getting to the free throw line five, six, seven, eight times a game, he's probably going to do that with ease. Let's look at his updated point per minute production now without these other three players for Toronto starters on the court. So here's Norman Powell right now. He's now up to 1.11 fantasy points a minute. I mean, if you do the quick and dirty 38 minutes times that, obviously there's more that goes into the production. He's going to start to project out for you for somewhere around like 42, 43 fantasy points. That's a lot of upside. If prize picks, the presenting sponsor of the show, again, be sure to check them out down below. That code sound and just get free money up to $100 to gamble with and wager with and play some fantasy games and player props with. If they open up a Norman Powell player prop and it's anywhere below 40 fantasy points today, take it. If it's anywhere below like 38, take it with a smash play, right? So they're going to be opening up more throughout the day, but Powell averaging a 28% assist percentage. He's shooting 47% when these three guys are off the court. So he's obviously having a hot streak right now, but it's good to see. I'll ride this. I'll ride this wave right now because he's getting more and more volume, shooting 66.8 true shooting percentage. Norman Powell is clearly shooting hot right now. 
even with that all taken into account, he's too cheap because of the minutes that he's playing. Even if he comes down and he cools off, he'll start to score 38, 36 fantasy points instead of 42 to 45. And that's still fine at his price point of 7,300. Now to the top two, and we're going to start to get to some studs. You might be saying, Sal, where's all the studs? Lowry at 87. Okay, that's a decent play, but everybody else in the six, the seven, uh, the 4K range even. Yeah, James Harden, 10,900. Rinse and repeat. That's all I have to say to you. Rinse and repeat for James Harden. We can show you the update on what he's doing in his bad games. He's down just when people are upset, and I get it because he's expensive, but people are upset that he's scoring only like 54 fantasy points in his bad games when he's priced at 10,900, which is literally basically 5Xing for you. But let's just take Kevin Durant off the court and we can just run this whole scenario yet again. I always end up taking Karis LeVert off the court too, even though he was literally in that trade for him. So they never actually played together. But James Harden, you can see right here, he's now up to 1.51, plays the most minutes with Durant off the court, shooting 60% effective field goal rate, has a 30% usage rate. Everything's great. This is the big one, 43% assist percentage, 43.3. So yes, Kyrie Irving is shooting better as of late right now, getting a little bit more shot volume than Kyrie Irving has been getting. But this 43.3% assist percentage is the reason why there's a $1,000 price difference still, or a little bit more between James Harden and Kyrie Irving. James Harden floor is so, so solid. If this game can potentially somehow, somehow, right, you're still, you're getting a 23% rebounding right now, the triple double upside for Harden has never been better. If this game today against Detroit can stay close, 120 team implied total, I'm not feeling great that this game could stay close, but if it does indeed stay close, Harden's dropping 55 to 60 points. That's why we like the over on his fantasy points right now on prize picks. It's set at 54 as of this recording. We like the over fantasy points of 54. He's projecting out for me for around 60 prize picks and DraftKings points today. Our number one play in the day is Nikola Jokic. I mean, what more to ask? Look, it's a back-to-back. People might be saying, oh, you worried about Nikola Jokic on a back-to-back? No. Like the skinny Jokic these days is playing 38 minutes on back-to-backs. He's just averaging 36.5 minutes on back-to-backs this year. That's obviously taking into account some blowouts as well. Nikola Jokic at 10,800 is cheaper than Harden. Nikola Jokic grades up for very similar fantasy points than Harden. He's a little bit cheaper. He plays a position that gives you a little bit more security, I would say, right? You get more production consistently. Harden has to rely on his three-point shooting, right? He has to rely on getting to the foul line to get to those 60 to 65 point games. He has to rely on his teammates knocking down his 40 plus percent assist percentage. When your teammates are Bruce Brown, who's coming off of a brutally cold game and it's like Jeff Green and these types of players, yeah, it's going to be a little bit more uh, shaky for your assist percentage coming through. But Nikola Jokic, I mean, the rebounds, the, the uh, true shooting percentage of like 65% right next to the basket, his assist percentage relying on guys like Michael Porter and Will Barton um, and, and, and even Jamal Murray, right? It's a lot easier there. So just a little bit more security. It's like picking between 1A and 1B here. But if you have the ability to, I mean, there might not be enough value yet, but playing two studs today makes sense. You also have Russell Westbrook on the slate, obviously Luka Dantic on the other side of this Nikola Jokic game. So playing two studs today makes sense and probably getting to two centers based on how many high ceiling upside centers. I mean, you have Chris Boucher, Clint Capella, Ennis Cantor, all these guys are ceiling type players. You even have power forward center type guys like a Marvin Bagley, Rashawn Holmes in a fine matchup, although a little bit expensive. Obviously Nikola Jokic at center. These guys all look great today. So the goal for lineup construction today is to get to two centers as of right now. Obviously, if we get a really nice value, small forward or power forward, it changes the type of the slate I want to go for, but getting to two studs and two centers. So obviously Nikola Jokic fills two of those buckets. He gets you one stud and one center right there. So that's probably the way that I'll start a lot of my lineups. Will Barton is my only note for Nikola Jokic is that he's very close, like we said earlier, to a top 12 play today. I'll quickly list off some other guys that I find interesting today. Maxi Kleber, I find interesting still in the 4K range. He's still playing decent minutes, even if Kristoff and Luka Dantic are expected to play today. DeLon Wright, if there's no minutes limit, keep an eye on this because he's only 5,500. If they say, oh, DeLon Wright, who played 22 minutes in the last game coming back, no Dennis Smith Jr. now. If they say, oh, you know what? Um, there's no minutes limit no more on DeLon Wright. Like he's going to go right back to playing 30 to 32 minutes and averaging a fantasy point per minute. And now he's only 5,500. Keep in mind, this was a guy who was about $6,500, $1,000 more before getting injured before the break. Jay Crowder is another guy with no Cam Johnson, continues to play nice minutes, top 30 minutes in the last game. That's appealing. And then Joe Harris is potentially a buy low spot. Obviously you have Harden and you have Kyrie out there who are big producers. 
Claxton starting to play more minutes off the bench, who's a big producer for them at center, played the most he's played, I think, this year at 18 in that last game. But you have Joe Harris now at 5100 That is a buy low price for uh, Joe Harris, who has been consistently $5,500, $5,600 in a year. I'm not sure I want to get there yet, but he's going to be like 1% owned, and he has the ability to score 30-plus points. The problem is Joe Harris doesn't have much of a ceiling, so it's hard even at 1% for him to bury and really and make it like, oh, the best play ever. Like if he scores 27 points, it doesn't really hurt anybody who doesn't play him. It's fine for you. But at 5100 just an interesting point to call out that that's the lowest he's been pricing quite some time. Thank you for tuning into this video with our new format that we have. Thank you for tuning into this video from the garage where I was shooting this today. I appreciate it. The top 12 plays, the injury news early on. Like, subscribe before you go. Support the sponsor of the show, Prize Picks. You can use that code SAL, link in the description below. Take advantage of it. Follow me. Track me right now, right? You can, you can track right now on the screen the under on Jeremy Grant, 39 fantasy points, the over on Kyle Lowry, 42, and the over on 54 fantasy points for James Harden on Prize Picks. If you want to be betting on that, like if I end up putting $10 in, you'll win $22.50. If you use the flex play, if you wanted to go all out for the power play, which means you have to hit all of them like a parlay, 10 bucks wins you 50 if you track those three. But I also encourage you to use the projections on Patreon down below, the optimizer that we showed you. The projections can help you when they start to release more and more of these fantasy points because they'll usually release, like right now, they only have eight out early in the morning. They'll probably release like 20 to 25 later in the day. So those projections can really allow you to figure out. We had some people in the chat on the Discord for the uh, patrons, which you'll get access to if you want to join, uh, talking about some of the, the really nice spots to be looking at on Price Picks the other day. So here's the optimizer if you want to check it out as well. It's linked down below. Thank you for tuning in. I'll see you all in the next one tomorrow. I'll have another video out of these and then we'll be back on monday with our normal schedule some more nba nba live streams will start back on monday once i'm home as well as some golf for next week i believe it's the honda classic in florida you all rock enjoy your saturday do something other than playing dfs and watching sports get outside and if it's raining reconnect with people over facetime or something because you only live once